What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Hey, everybody, this is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day, plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network on YouTube or wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. so why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen. Good morning, Birmingham. How about this? Tuesday, February the 27th. I'm Richard Dixon. She is Valerie Vining. This is Dixon and Vining. And today we have got a high in the upper 70s. It qualifies. 76 qualifies as upper 70s, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. We'll take that. That would be above 75. So Mm -hmm. upper 70, 76 degrees. And right now, 60 in Homewood. 6-0. Wow. Mm -hmm. It is sweet. Uh, Enjoy this. Now, of course... Uh, a lot of times at this time of year, when the weather starts to turn a little warm, you get worried because you're like, wait a minute, is there something bad happening? Are we looking at some severe thunderstorms? Well, there is rain coming into the forecast tomorrow, about a 40% chance. But at this moment, we're not looking at any real severe weather in our neck of the woods, which is yeah, nice. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. This is really unusual for the temperatures that we have, but a little, some rain overnight possible tonight, tomorrow some rain, and then a little break, and then it pops back in here on Friday. Yes, indeed. But uh, uh, we'll see a bit. Not bad. A bit. The weekend should be okay overall. And then we're still looking at warm temps next week, mm-hmm. which is just getting weird. Now I'm starting to get a little freaked out. You're kind of. I like, did. I looked uh, at the ten day forecast yesterday. Ten days, and I don't see anything that looks cold. So beyond that, and then that means we're starting to get close to that. You know, at least through the first week of March and. Uh, then we'll see what happens with the second week. But if we can make it through that, odds are in our favor not to have snow. This is uh, this is one of those um, Western movies where they're like, it's quiet out there. It's too quiet. You know? Like, <laughs> Don't do that yet. Hey, it's warm in the – it's warm for, for winter. It's too warm. Mm. I need some answers. What's going on here? Oh, it's global climate change. You notice, again, even though we've had really nice weather, the one word that is not being bandied about by anybody, I mean anybody, not Alex Puppet, not anybody. That you call him Puppet. 
Alex, we love you. Hey, everybody. It's really, really warm out there. Uh, not a not a single person is mentioning the word record. You're not hearing no. record high temperature. They're not putting up the, well, let's compare to the w- other warmest day. Oh, it's going to be 76 today. The previous warmest day on this date was 73. Nobody's doing that, which tells me that it obviously has been warmer on this day in the past. Probably so. Because if there's one thing meteorologists love to talk about, it's records. Mm-hmm. Records and polygons. Those are their two favorite things. And if there's not a record, then you don't hear about yeah, it, no. so there's no record. There's nothing to talk uh-huh. about. Right. That's what's going on there. Uh-huh. So anyway, we got a big show lined up for you today. Lots of stuff to talk about. This one didn't actually make the cut, so I figured I would get it out of the way early. This is like the opening act. Okay. Okay. I tried to find the audio of this. I can't find it in the clear. It, it involves, like, you really have to go in and pick and choose and edit and whatever, and I just didn't have the time to do that this morning. So instead, I'm just going to give you this quote. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. Okay. We've reached stellar new gaslighting levels mm. when it comes to this administration. Okay? Stellar new gaslighting levels. Now, what exactly is gaslighting? I mean, people hear the term. I think a lot of people don't fully understand it. It goes back to a movie that was, I think it's from the 1930s. I know Angela Lansbury won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in it. But I've seen this movie a couple of times. And it has to do with a guy who married a woman and was really just trying to find her jewels. And he was constantly messing with her mind. She had been in an insane asylum at one point. And he was just working on her last nerve, basically to try to drive her back there, telling her things that hadn't happened, had happened, things that she knew had happened, hadn't happened. He would take a picture off the wall and hide it, and he would say, oh, darling, you must have done this in one of your states. You know, things like that. Also at night, every night, the gas lights, 1930s, in the house would dim a little bit. And she was like, what's going on? And she would ask him, like, last night the, the, the gaslights dimmed a bit. And he's like, oh, you're just being crazy again. Okay. The very definition of gaslighting, the name of the movie was Gaslight. Uh, in the long run, what it turned out was he was going up to the attic to look for these jewels. And he was turning on the gas up there to, <laughs> to light his way. Right. And that would lower the gas in the rest of the house. And that's, what, that's where the term gaslighting comes from. In other words, your spouse is having an affair and you're like, I know for a fact that you were at the Winfrey Hotel last night with your mistress, and he says, I was in Salt Lake City praying at the Morbin Tabernacle. What are you talking about? And you're like, no, I have a picture. And he's like, that's not me. That's a guy that looks like me. Mm -hmm. I've never been in the Winfrey. That's gaslighting, okay? So as it applies to this administration, here's what Gavin Newsom had to say about Joe Biden when asked about whether or not he needed maybe to do more to convince the American people that he wasn't infirm, that he was ready to be president, that he was in command, and that he was going to be a good leader. Check this out. Gavin Newsom from a couple of days ago. I think he's doing everything he needs to do. I mean, he's got an extraordinary record. He's doing everything he needs to do on Ukraine at the moment. He's doing everything he needs to do to reconcile and wrestle some common sense as it relates to a bipartisan approach to address the issue of the border, where the Republicans couldn't take yes for an answer because they don't want to make that a political issue. He's leading. And so, no, from my humble perspective, not only the last three years have been extraordinary, (laughs) I've been out with, you know, on the campaign trail. I was just out in California. I've seen him up close. I've seen him from afar. But here's my point. 
it's because of his age that we've been so successful. It's because <laughs> of his wisdom and the character that's developed over the years that we have the CHIPS and Science Act, the Infrastructure Bill, and the PACT Act, and the Safer Communities Act. And because we've seen these bipartisan accomplishments, because of his capacity for understanding, because of his leadership. So the opportunity to express that four more years, what a gift it is for the American people. And as a Democrat, what a gift it is for me to make the case for the leader of our party Joe Biden. He's extraordinary, all right, but he's extraordinarily bad is what it is. I cannot believe this. Let me just remind you, this wow. is a man who can't find his way off stage after he gives a speech. This is a man who last week, and we, we let this one slide, Valerie, we didn't talk about this, but here's what his staff did at a Q&A with reporters. His staff went around and selected reporters to ask questions. Now, this is how that generally works. Yep. Oh, Valerie Vining from the AP, yeah, you... what question are you going to ask? Well, I'm going to ask about the border and whether or not we shouldn't be doing more there. Oh, you know what? we got a couple of other people that are we're going to ask about the border. Maybe you should ask this other question instead. Oh, okay, I'll do that. The AP, of course, good lapdogs for the Biden administration. So essentially the staff kind of hands out questions or approves questions that are going to be asked. They handpick the reporters that are going to ask. Then thinking, you know, you'd think, well, Joe Biden now they've they've kind now of, he's got all they, the questions. He's got all the questions. Right. Except they still felt the need to write notes for him to answer every question. That's so sad. So this is a president who not only had to have the reporters hand picked and the questions given to them, he had to have cheat sheets to answer the questions that he already knew were coming. I mean, my God, and here Gavin Newsom, he's the best president ever. He's so smart. He's so on top of it. He's so together. The man can't walk up a tall flight of stairs. Now, if it's more than five, we get a trip. Uh, if he has to talk, now it's a mumble. It's all wrong. Uh, he just had a gaffe the other night. I heard it again. It's, it's every single time the man opens his mouth. I don't know how he's going to give the next speech. Oh, I don't yeah. know how he's going to do the, that. I, I'm, I'm wondering about the State of the Union State as well. State of the Union could be disastrous. going to pump him up with some steroids, I, I think. But. I, I don't know that. Uh, he may be to a level that there's no longer drugs that can pump you up. It could be. For that period of time to be able to deliver that message. Anytime you see him that he has to give like a long-winded answer or he starts to drift You'll see him do this. He'll go, and then he'll pause for a long time, and they'll say, oh, I should probably stop talking before I say what's actually on my mind. What that means is I'm I've thinking, completely lost yeah. my place. I forgot what I was saying. I forgot the question. Uh -huh. And he does that often enough that you just go, oh, my God, this is this guy is should be nowhere near the Oval Office. But in the words of Gavin Newsom, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? This is the best president we've ever had, well, it's every, and he can handle four more Everybody's years. complicit in this. It is the media that's doing it. It's Democrats that are doing it. It's people like Gavin Newsom that keep saying, you know, say it enough times, and you'll start believing it, Gavin Newsom. I know you don't believe that. There's no way on God's green earth Gavin Newsom believes that Joe Biden is doing a good job, and that is the narrative you're pumping out just like liberal media outlets that what we're seeing isn't what we're seeing, Richard. It's not truth. Joe Biden is right. just fine, and he's doing a great job. This happens. I, I'm, I'm seeing it and hearing it with my own ears and my own eyes. Yep. I don't need anybody to tell me that what I'm seeing isn't what I'm seeing. But yet that's happens, exactly what they're doing. Happens so often. Yeah. I remember Paul Songus was running, I think it was against uh, 
I can't remember whether it was against George H. W. Bush or whether it was against Ronald Reagan. Um, but Paul Tsongas was a, a Democrat who had fought and beaten cancer. And everywhere he went, they were asking about, oh, well, what about cancer? What about cancer? What about the possibility of uh, it coming back? Something like that. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm in great shape. Don't have to worry about that. He loses. He's out of the race. Nothing good happens. Like a year and a half later, here comes Paul Tsongas's cancer again. Comes Eats him up, basically. I don't think he died from it during that four-year period, but it wasn't too long after you go, man, we dodged a bullet with that one. Michael Dukakis, his wife Kitty, had been in and out of rehab a couple of times. Uh, she had serious addiction problems, but she had beaten him. She was fine. Life was good. He was on the campaign trail. She's going to make a hell of a first lady. It's going to be great. He ends up losing to George H.W. Bush, and Kitty Dukakis, like a month and a half later, drinks rubbing alcohol out of from under the bathroom cabinet because she was so craving alcohol of some kind that any would do, and she ended up in the hospital. And you just go like, okay, I'm, I'm here to tell you that if Joe Biden does not win this next election, and there's a good reason to believe that he won't, if he doesn't win this next election, within certainly within a year, year and a half, this guy's going to go so far, oh, he's in hospice care now. And you're going to be like, oh, why, why did we you, dodge a bullet? Yeah. You know, well, and yet we, we've been told oh, we're so we're in the bullet now. We're yeah. we're that bullet's halfway in us, and if we allow another four years of this, that that's on us. Oh, yeah. It's on every American oh, yeah. that just says, it, it, it's not about age; it's his mental capacity where he is. It's so diminished right now that if you're willing to put this man in charge, shame on you. He's got an extraordinary record. No, he He's does so not. Good. Yeah, extraordinarily bad, as what I said. What a gift! What it's a extraordinary. Gift it's just that not we the, can go out not and extraordinarily good. Him. We're so lucky. Uh, Mr. Bugs, M-R-B-U-G-G-S dot com. Mr. Bugs dot com. Yeah, they know what bugs you. And if you are in the business of uh, trying to get your, you know, you know a, a, a place where people come in, you've got cl customers, clients that actually come to your location, whether it's an office building or maybe it's a, maybe it's a restaurant, maybe it's a, a, a retail store. The last thing you want is for there to be bugs wandering around. That's the first thing. You know, if somebody sees that, a customer sees that, they're going to make a beeline for the door. This is why Mr. Bugs does so much commercial work. They've been doing it for years. Huge chains across the state of Alabama trust Mr. Bugs to handle their pest control. Your business can trust Mr. Bugs to do it right. They'll give you a great price, too. Whether you're talking about uh, a pest control, small rodent control, Yes, mosquito reduction. Yes, termite bonding. They do it all, both for home and for business. MRBUGGS.com, MrBugs.com, 9416252. They know what bugs you. Three things coming up next. 622. Good morning to all of you. Tuesday morning, some clouds out there. You're listening to Dixon and Vining at Talk 99.5, Talk99.5.com. And don't forget to download our app. We would love for you to be able to take us wherever you go the beach, you're traveling overseas the caribbean wherever maybe going to the neighbor's house next door as long as you've got that app and you've got your uh your uh electronic device i guess because this thing does so many things other than making calls yep. and texts yep. and it's a your mini computer in your hand you can listen to us 24 7 That's my really phone is. is a little used no longer app a phone on my phone yeah, i don't even know why we call it a phone i anymore. rarely actually you have talk your cell phone it. it's not really I it's know, not even I don't, a cell phone either that's that's a dated terminology it is uh, but mini computer sounds weird it is do you have so, your miniature computer on hand <laughs> what do we do you have it? your tiny computing device device do you have your newfangled abacus 
I mean, think of the many things that you can do with this crazy thing. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's frightening. If if all else fails, you can whip it at someone. Yeah. Unless you're an AT&T customer, then you had a little issue. Pretty limited in terms yeah. of what you Then you wanted to whip it at somebody. <laughs> you did. You wanted to throw it at somebody. Mm. Uh, Noble Contractors getting ready for another couple of rainy days. And these guys, sometimes the phone rings a little bit more on those rainy days because it's a reminder that some people don't have gutters on their homes. And that's what Noble Contractors is all about making sure that you've got great gutters that make sure that the water is pulled away from your home. If it's coming into your home, into the foundation, into some of those areas it shouldn't be, you got to get the gutters on because that will help with the foundation and no problems there and that sort of thing. Uh, Daniel, wonderful guy. This is a uh, he's a veteran of the military and he's got some great prices on his gutters. The seamless six inch gutter installation and he does repairs as well tell him that i sent you he'll give you a 10 percent discount on those gutters noble contractors on facebook also you can find him at noblecontractorsala.com best way to reach daniel right now call him tell him what your needs are whether it's a complete gutter installation or repair 205-422-3034 that's 422-3034 34. All right, fast, fast, fast. Let's do this. And now it's Dixon and Vining's top three things you need to know today. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall released a statement yesterday after authorities say an explosive device was detonated outside his office in Montgomery early Saturday morning. According to the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, Alia. Special agents called to the intersection of Washington Avenue and South Bainbridge Street in Monkey Town to investigate a suspicious package found at that location. Officials say it was determined an explosive device was detonated in the early morning hours of Saturday the 24th. Obviously, they weren't looking to hurt anybody or they wouldn't have set it off on Saturday morning, but they were trying to send a message no doubt to the about Attorney it. General. No doubt about it. Glad that, glad that no one was hurt, but this is extremely serious. And... You know, around that area, I would imagine you probably have more cameras than you have anywhere else in Montgomery. <laughs> probably. So let's hope that they can identify who this individual is, track him down, arrest him, put him in the slammer, as they say. Uh, this is very dangerous to do this. No matter where you are on the spectrum or issues you have problems with, this certainly is not the way to send a message. No, not in any way, sure, perform. Uh, Donald Trump blames uh, Biden's border invasion for the death of Lakin Riley and says... You elect me, I will make this the largest deportation operation in the history of the United States. I don't think he's far wrong on this. You know, you don't have this particular illegal immigrant in this country. Lake and Riley is still alive today, by the way. They hadn't had a murder in that area or uh, anywhere near the campus of the University of Georgia in like two decades. Yeah, it had been a very long time, and we're getting a few more details about what exactly happened to her, and I, I don't even want to go nothing into good. it. It's nothing good. No. But uh, this guy, uh, you know, you want him deported, but I would rather him, you know, go through the judicial system and, you know what, sentence this guy to death. Oh, yeah. That's what he needs now, let's right kill now. Him. Let's 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 make sure. And good let's for Donald him. Trump. I mean, you're not getting that kind of language out of Joe Biden. Oh, no. I mean, he he's he's partially responsible why the border is wide open and people are coming in illegally, and you don't know who you have. A lot of them could be criminal types. I'm not saying all of them are, but you don't know what you got. They're coming from all over the world. Now, here's a guy that's killed an innocent woman who was a nursing student at the University of Georgia and, uh, you know, leaves her family behind wondering why. Yeah. And there, it was just a crime of 
you know, yep. circumstance. He didn't know her. There was no connection. Nope. He just decided to kill her. Here's a guy that was arrested twice, was released on uh, two occasions. Uh, they had him in custody, and they let him go. And you think, well, we had multiple opportunities to stop this. Multiple opportunities to make sure that Lake and Riley was still alive today. This is a complete and utter failure of our immigration system in the United States of America. A complete and utter failure of the uh, sanctuary city policies of New York. Uh, and, and it's inexcusable. And, and this now is shining a spotlight on illegal immigration. And people are beginning to understand just how serious a problem this is. Believe me. You'll see more of this before this is over. Yeah. You will see more of this. I think Donald this. Trump will be talking about Lake and Riley for a long time. Oh, and, I guarantee and, you. Yeah, and what this administration has done. She would still be here, likely. A dietary supplement sold across the U.S. contains a poisonous plant and has been recalled, according to the FDA. The FDA said G.A. Mart, doing business as H&N Natural, has voluntarily recalled two lots of H&N Natural Tahoe Root, and two lots of H&N Natural Brazil seed. Random FDA testing found the product contained yellow oleander. Oh, yeah. A poisonous plant native to Mexico and Central America. Oh, this is great. Made popular <laughs> in the Steely Dan song, mm-hmm. uh, My Old School. Oleanders growing outside her door. Yeah. Soon they're going to be in bloom up in Avondale. Ingestion of yellow oleander can cause neurologic, gastrointestinal, and cardiovascular issues may be severe or even fatal symptoms can include nausea, vomiting, dizziness, diarrhea, abdominal pain, cardiac changes, dysrhythmia, and more. I don't want any of that, Richard. No. I don't want a single bit of it. And the bad news is uh, these diet pills are really taken off as people are seeing more and more success Stop taking them. them. Tell your friends about them. Don't but, take them. But these in particular are the ones mm-hmm. you want to stay away from because there are others out there that are okay. But, uh, yeah, th- this, is, this is not something you want to monkey with if you can avoid it. Hey, E-Tech Communications provides you with communications for your business voice over IP protocol that will save you money and works every bit as well as the phone system that you have today. Don't you want something that is going to provide the voicemail you're looking for, call forward to your cell phone, and actually save you a bundle of bucks? E-Tech.cc, the place you need to go. E-T-E-C-H dot C-C. Find out more. E-Tech.cc. 635, Dixon and Vining, Talk 99.5, talk99.5.com. Yeah, kind of a cloudy Tuesday, a chance for some rain. The the best chance of rain is actually for tomorrow. Uh, just a, a small chance today, but clouds are going to be with us. The temperature's really mild out there. You barely need a jacket this morning. Oh, man. 60 degrees. If you bring a jacket to work, you're going to leave it there. I know how this you works. You might. It's on the back of your chair, and you're like, oh, yep. darn it, I forgot. Jacket. Tomorrow morning you'll wake up and go, I don't I need do a jacket today either. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tomorrow you will be. Yeah. A Spartan Services LLC. Man, when things are happening at your home with water and plumbing and there's problems, oh, it could be something good, like you've just uh, bought a new uh, washing machine or a dishwasher that you need installed. Those are happy times. Hey, let Spartan Services LLC handle that for you. Ian and Michael are master plumbers, and they're right here in Birmingham taking care of all kinds of Talk 99.5 listeners. So if you got something going on at the house, maybe it's time to change out some toilets. The innards are, you know, making those funny noises, and it sounds like there's an issue there. They can do that for you. Change out the whole toilet. Change out a water heater. As a matter of fact, you can call and get an estimate about a water heater. So go ahead and do that. Give these guys a call. Make them your plumbers. They are my plumbers, and I love the fact that I can call them anytime. I've got something going on, and they're going to get to me quickly, and they're going to treat you right. 
400-332. That is the number to get in touch with Ian and Michael at Spartan Services, LLC. Check them out, too. They're on Facebook. They're there. Or you can call them directly this morning. You got any emergencies? Uh, they've got they got a number you can call in any time and get it fixed, whatever it is. 205-400-0332 for Spartan Services, LLC. 637 with Dixon and Vining. You know, time marches on. Progress takes place. I don't know whether it's it's always necessarily good. Uh, case in point, we were talking to um, Debbie Schlissel and, and other people that we've discussed uh, movies with in the past, and they will tell you that there was a time not that terribly long ago, the 60s, the 70s, when if you got 40 good movies released in a year, I mean, 40 movies, that was a lot. Now, I mean, the movies come What are we hoping out, for, like, Ten? <laughs> no, movies come out at a much, much higher rate now. Yeah. It's crazy how many movies come out. But they're not I the just, quality. Is no, like... they're not. There's, I mean, they're, the really good ones are few and far between. You talk about those that make good money or those that really pack people into the box office. I mean, it wasn't unusual in the 60s to have as few as 15 or 20 movies come out in a year because it was. it's hard to make a good movie. And I think they were choosier about these things. They they were a little bit more like, mm, I don't think the script is going to work, or it might be a fine script, but we can't get the actor or actress that we want. Uh, you go back and watch something like The Making of Jaws, and you see just what a huge pain it was in 1975 to turn this novel into a successful movie. And, of course, it was widely considered the first blockbuster and the one that just drove people to theaters week in, week out for, you know, months and months and months to come. I say that uh, to to tell you that uh, that's not an anomaly. That's not the only thing. When I was a kid, and you can go back and research your, this yourself, uh, there was a time when frequently you would take a case to court and you would lose, and that was it. You'd just be like, oh, okay, I lost. Now I have to pay or oh, I didn't get the justice that I was hoping for, the other side won, whatever it may be. And the concept of appealing, appealing was hard, you know? Mm, yeah. Appealing was difficult. You had to have a lot of paperwork, and you had to have a really good reason to appeal. Little by little, we've gotten to a point where it's just sort of understood every decision is going to be appealed. Mm -hmm. Like every time a judge comes out with something, there's almost nobody who goes, well, that's it. I guess it's over now. I, you know, Everybody's, I'm taking it to the next court up. But some of that is on the judges. Some of that is on the prosecutors. Some of it is the ridiculous way in which they are prosecuting cases. And I would point you toward the Donald Trump situation with Judge Engerin and this ridiculous Letitia James claim that he had unduly inflated his properties to get bank loans, which he paid back in full. And you can't find a victim here. The state of New York's not a victim. No. They didn't, uh, you know, lose any money as a result of this. The banks not only aren't victims, they testified on Trump's behalf. <laughs> There's nothing here that yeah. you can point to and say, wow, you really screwed this guy over, Trump, so you deserve to lose this case. So you've got a judge and you've got a prosecutor that are making these ridiculous claims and then final decisions, and automatically it's going to get appealed. And if the appeals court doesn't take it up or doesn't take it seriously, then it's going to get appealed again to the next higher level because there's a lot here that 50% of America is able to look at and go, this is a crazy case. you got to be kidding me. No, the, the case should have never been brought against Donald Trump. This is two people that 
really wanted to come after him. And they made it very clear early on, she did, um, that she wanted to make sure that Donald sure. Trump had to suffer in some way or that they were giving it to the man that was about to start having to run in 2024 because they don't want him to win another election. So, you know, come at him at all sides and bring up these, you know, ludicrous lawsuits. And this is one of them. This sure. is absolutely insane. No one harmed and banks <laughs> testifying on behalf of Donald Trump. If any, if, if you want to talk about the possibility of somebody being harmed, it would have been the banks, would have been the banks. and the banks were there going, no, Donald Trump did. We're fine. You know, we're, we're good here. If we, somebody tells we us, money. <laughs> if somebody tells us their property is worth X, we automatically assume half X. Yeah. Like they said that they testify. No, it's pretty commonplace. People always inflate their property values. That's just a normal thing. And we, of course, do our own research and we decide whether or not we want to, uh, you know, loan the person money based upon this. Trump's lawyers wrote in court papers they're asking the appeals court to decide whether Engren committed errors of law and or fact and whether he abused his discretion and or his jurisdiction. The, uh, the, the errors of law would be what constitutes a finding of fraud. In other words, one of the six points that goes into there being a finding of fraud, there has to be a victim. That's number one. And there's not. And one of the others is uh, there has to be a reason for the so-called victim to take the, I don't know, the fraudster at their word. In other words, the bank would have to be like, okay, if you say that's what it's worth, here's your money. Well, the bank and doesn't operate that way. That's not how it works. So no. you've got two points right there mm -hmm. that are completely off the reservation that this judge just went, oh, no, you don't have to do that. The law in New York is pretty clear about it. Yeah, you do. You have to You have to prove all six of those things took place. And this judge. And here are two of them that were way off the reservation. And here's the thing, Richard. This judge knows this, and he's still. Sure. He's still. Yeah found him guilty and is and put this outrageous amount of money over you know that he has to pay. So that was the error of law. Yeah. The error of fact is as he was going into it he just decided that Mar-a-Lago was worth 18 million dollars, which is a joke. I'm a layman. I've never worked in real estate in my life. I know Mar-a-Lago is worth over 300 million dollars. Easily or what somebody says, "Hey, I will purchase that. I'll pay 450 for it." Oh yeah, and and I bet you with the fact that it was owned by Donald Trump now Somebody would want it and somebody would buy it for makes that. Makes it even bigger. A a a, a, wi a wider uh, group of people are interested in it and they're going to pay more for it. It's just that simple. In the same way if you were to buy a Chrysler LeBaron from 1986, you'd be like, ah, it's a crappy Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Why the hell would I buy that? If, on the other hand, you found out it was once owned by John Voight, yeah, and it that only, would make it only had 100 more. miles on it or something exactly. like that. Check the spelling. Sure. You check the spelling on Voight <laughs> or check, check the spelling on John. That's what you need to yes. know. How about just the bite mulch on the pencil? Can I go with that? <laughs> Sorry, it's a Seinfeld episode. So anyway, uh, they have a really good case for appeal here. And if the New York appeals court just blows this off, it's going straight to the Supreme Court. No, and it absolutely should. And you know, yeah, I think everybody needs to think twice about should this judge ever be on the bench again. Well, and that's the I other mean, thing. Because you're weaponizing, you're you're made, you politicize this. Yeah. This wasn't you didn't do this on case by case and follow the law on this. To, you 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 allowed your political bias into this courtroom. To go back to the to the movie metaphor here. Um, Every studio wanted their movies to be successful. You you didn't put out crap that you knew was crap. I mean, it just it. I mean, certainly that's what they had B movies for, right? Mm -hmm. There were B movies back in the day, The Tingler and things like that. That 
you know, sometimes it was fallen stars like Bella Lugosi, who just, you know, he'd fallen on hard times, and they would slap together a schlocky film. That would be the second feature that ran after the one that everybody came to see. Some people would stick around for it, some would not. But yeah, we did have B-movies. But the main movie, when you released it, your goal was to put a quality film in theaters that people would go home and tell their friends about, and more people would come to the theater. Nowadays, I honestly feel like theaters are like, uh, rather, movie studios are like, eh, it's a piece of crap, but release it anyway, see what we can get out of it. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't believe that some of the... Ju Nobody could possibly believe that Madam Web was good or that Aquaman 2 was any good. If anybody at the studio watched it, they have to have said, what have we done? How much money did we spend on this? Oh, my God. Well, put it out there because otherwise we're taking a huge bath. We already did that on Batgirl, and we're not going to release that stinker. So there was a time when judges, they took their verdicts as a point of pride. Absolutely. Being overturned was like a kick in the face to judges. They hated that. And I'm going back to the 50s and the 60s here. They could not stand it. And nowadays it's just kind of like, ah, well, they overturned me. That's okay. There are judges out there that are overturned fully 50 to 55% of the time who are like, yeah, well, that's the way it goes. No. You should be proud of your verdict. You should you should depend upon the law. And, and I, I, frankly, if if I got overturned over fifty percent of the time, I'd hang up my robe and go. Yeah, Apparently, I, I suck at this job. Yeah, and that's it's also uh, disheartening because you know there are certain jobs, and one of them is a judge. You think about those in law enforcement. Those you know, like I even think about Steve Marshall, our AG. There are people that are held to a higher higher standard to do the right thing in their positions, and judges especially. I mean, think about our own, you know, U.S. Supreme Court and where we are with that. But these, this, this is a rogue judge. This this is terrible what he has done to Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Again, if you look at the facts of the case, you, you take the word fraud, you go through the litany of things that you have to check off in order to do this. This guy should not be on the bench. He should be disbarred. Uh, he, Get him out of there. He just decided early on that he was going to rule in that. And it, uh, it was almost like, why did you bother having a trial? Why did you bother taking any testimony whatsoever? You just made the decision. Well, this is all based on paperwork. He said his stuff was worth this much. I've decided it wasn't. End of story. Oh, okay. So he said that Mar-a-Lago was worth $250 million. It's really worth well more than $300 million. And you said it was worth eighteen. Ergo, he lied. No, that's not how any of this works. Uh, 647, Dixon and Vining, Parrot Structural Services. When your foundation is cracking, crumbling, leaning, sinking, failing, or falling... You need to get some help, and you need to do it right now. This is not the kind of thing you want to sleep on because every day that goes by that your foundation is not being shored back up again is a day that more damage is taking place in your home. That could mean that walls begin to crack. That means your roof may begin to leak. You think, wait a minute, my roof is connected to my foundation? It's all connected to the foundation. The plumbing could begin to have problems. The electricity could begin to have problems. The foundation is the very bedrock of what holds your house up, and it needs to be on bedrock if you really want it to last forever. Well, Parrot Structural is in the business of getting that foundation back up where it belongs. ParrotSS.com, 668-2626. They're licensed, they're bonded, they're insured, they're E-Verify compliant, and they're the ones who say get a structural engineer. That's why I trust them implicitly. Parrot Structural Services. Here's my favorite part right here. The Turtles. Check this out. A dime? A dime? 
If I should call you up and invest a dime, he says. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, it kind of was an investment, though. <laughs> yeah. Could, could you please insert another dime? Then she puts uh, him in the friend longer? zone. I need a quarter now. Puts him in the friend zone, and he's like, oh, all the dimes. So many dimes. Oh, <laughs> a roll of dimes. Oh. Did you ever have in your car a roll of quarters, a roll of coins? Back when I first moved to Orlando, there's so many turnpikes, so many toll roads there <laughs> mm-hmm. that before I got my very first, uh, I don't know, it's a transponder that you attach to the windshield that automatically gets red as you go through these things. Yeah, I had a roll of quarters with me at all times, mm-hmm. all the time, sometimes two rolls because you never knew when you were going to end up on one of these roads. You, I would plug into the Garmin, oh, I'm going here, and it would be like, well, here's the fastest route. It's going to cost you four bucks. Okay. Did you have four bucks on you? In quarters, absolutely. <laughs> I had a whole roll or two. That's how that worked. It's Dixon the Vining, Talk995, Talk995.com. Jim has thoughts on the Trump and his appeal. What's up, uh, Jimbo? Well, I just want to make two quick comments, uh, one about our legal system and then about what's on the border. Uh, those that know me know I've spent the last 50 years in law enforcement, sent thousands of hours in courtrooms. And the primary purpose, and I don't call it a judicial system, I call it a legal system, for obvious reasons uh, that you related to. But the primary purpose of the system is for attorneys to make money. That's the primary purpose. And it's very corrupt and politicized, as as we are seeing now. And and the second comment I want to make from a law enforcement standpoint is you keep talking about uh, the Georgia thing. And if we get 10% of the drugs and contraband and 10% of the bad people that are crossing the border in law enforcement, we actually contact them and apprehend it or take it out of the system, we're doing a good job. So the other 90% is coming into the, the U.S. here as far as drugs, human trafficking. And and if you look at the number of people that's coming across our border, even if one one-hundredth of one percent of them, which would be one person in 10,000, is a criminal, we have literally let hundreds of thousands of criminals in, in here. And, and I agree. I, I tell people one of my basic things is there are a whole lot more good people in the world than there are bad people. But the few bad people that we have, especially evil ones, cause us a lot of problems. And so what, what I'm seeing happen in our nation today is we literally are allowing it to become not, not, a, uh, not a, a republic, constitutional republic, but it has become a judicial democracy. And, and you related to it with all these appeals and stuff. If attorneys didn't make money making these appeals, they wouldn't happen. So just just uh, that's just the reality of what's going on in our world today. But I just wanted to to make that comment, you know, after hearing what you said, and and I've got a lot of experience. I've wore either a, a green, a blue, or a brown uniform my entire adult life. So, Depending on how recently uh, it had been washed, I assume. Um, thank you, Jim. I, I just you know I'm going to sleep so much better tonight after your call. It's nice to know that we're letting so many really bad people in, and well, lawyers it, it, are it, making it, money off of defending them. It's part. It, part of it is the system itself, because as a law enforcement officer, you very. If you're lucky, if you can intervene and stop a crime from happening, that's just almost sheer luck. Oh yeah. Uh, because people are people want to have the freedom and the rights, and with the freedom and rights become the fact that you have a weaker police uh, system, which I don't disagree with. I believe in people's rights. Don't get me wrong. I'm a hundred percent for that. But on the flip side of that, what we've seen happen with all this defunding and all the wokeness. And, and all the the negative uh, publicity and stuff that and, and indoctrination we get about law enforcement. Uh, I, I have been I have known hundreds of cops, and I can count on one hand the cops that were really bad cops. And I've known hundreds and hundreds of them. And we generally got rid of them in short sure. order. 
Yeah. So the police profession is is a good profession, but the problem is is the cops are being corrupted by the politics. All these cops that stepped away and did not take enforcement action during the riots because the corrupt politicians mm-hmm. told them to stand down. Mm-hmm. They violated their oath, and it really upsets me when well, I see people do yeah. that. Look, uh, we got to stop making it difficult to be a police officer, uh, and because it's chasing good ones off. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate the call. Five four five nine nine five zero. If you'd like to opine via text, or if you'd like to call us, and he's you know, there's no doubt that there are a lot of people that have left law enforcement, um, retired, or just said you know mm-hmm. because of all the defund and not supporting police and making them out to be you know horrible people or people who had had thought of it as a career choice yeah, and, and said, looked at what oh, was going no, on. And I went, don't, you know what? I don't like this. I'll just go work at the yeah. IHOP. They're well, paying you know huge amounts of money over they're there. Having a, they're having a very difficult time. Uh, there was a, a recent story about what's going on in the Birmingham department. What's happening in departments all over the country and. It's getting tougher and tougher, not only to find people to become, to go into law enforcement, but good people, mm-hmm. good law, people that are serious and sure. like, you know, this is what I want to do for a career. They're like, I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll move into something else. There are a certain number of people, a percentage of people who just want to have that authority, that little bit of authority over other people. Those are the bad cops, okay? The ones who just love putting on that uniform and that hat and pushing people around. We've all seen the videos on YouTube or whatever, viral videos of bad cops doing bad things. The problem here is when you make it hard to be a police officer, you chase the good people out of the profession or you keep the good people from even going into the profession, but those bad guys, they're still going to want that badge, they're still going to want that uniform, they're still going to want that little bit of power. So you're increasing the percentage of bad cops by chasing the good people out, and it's one of those unintended consequences. Uh, Rob is in trustful with thoughts about a concert in New Orleans. What's up, Robbo? We got uh, about a minute. Go. Hey, good morning. I saw Tab Benoit this past weekend in New Orleans, and I've been a fan of his for a while, but, man, he's phenomenal. Well, now you're just bragging. Uh, I mean, what, what, well, would you call yeah. up just to go, I went to New Orleans and you didn't, nanny nanny boo I don't need that from you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. Richard, I just didn't know if you'd seen it, but I tell you, there was one lady that I saw on the street on Bourbon Street. Her name was Doreen Kitchens. Or catches, and if you get a chance to look her up, check her out. Lady plays clarinet and sings. It was it was amazing. I have not had a, a music weekend like this in years, but I didn't know if y'all had heard of Tab Benoit. Of course, not. yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's yeah. heard of Tab Benoit. He's well, a, not everybody. Uh, uh, no. I mean, you know. well, they have now because you just said his name on the radio, and we're huge. <laughs> we're huge. We're we're bigger than. Well, I wouldn't. I was going to say. Glad you had fun, Rob. We're not bigger than Jesus. We're oh, taller yeah. than Jesus. Uh, thank you, Rob. Appreciate the call. Really, we're taller. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was a short guy. Short. It was yeah. It was about five. Did they four. have rulers back then? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, King Herod. Measure. You had King Herod. You had, the he was one thing. of the rulers. Yeah, Pontius Pilate ruler. was a ruler. There were a lot of rulers. How tall was like Jesus? Then. About five four. Five four. Yeah, it was about right. five four. Is that in the Bible? Where'd well, no. I mean, no. Where'd I, you get that? I uh, made it up <laughs> completely. I invented it. That was the uh, average height of the average carpenter back then. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're going with. Yeah. Once again, how do we know? Do we measure the you ask, height of Jesus? You ask so many questions. I'm just so curious. Why could he be to... that way? Why could he so? <laughs> his disciples said so. How, how tall are his disciples? Peter was like six one. How much did he weigh? Uh, did they have a scale back then? Seven stone. Seven stone. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.